1: Good evening, you're listening to Femme Vital on Joy 94.9 with Kat and Gemma. Thanks for joining us. That was all I have by the Veronicas. Great track, nice and upbeat to take us into tonight's show. We are talking about sexuality, diversity and gender queerness.
0: (laughs) It's a complicated topic. It's a
1: complicated topic. Um, It's one that really needs to be talked about and it's in light of Joy holding Melbourne's um, transgender Remembrance Day tomorrow, November 20. And we'll have posted details on our Facebook page. You can have a look there at Femme Fatale on Facebook. Um, but we, I think the secret to trying to overcome some of these transgender issues is awareness and um, and us talking about it and shining some light on it and trying to break down some myths and barriers that transgender people have that contribute to their lack of quality of life um, The statistics of transgender suicide and self-harm um, are overwhelming And we're going to talk a little bit about that But we're also going to talk about our own experiences of gender confusion um, And the great wide grey world of sexuality that is existent in the LGBTIQ community
0: So, And probably exists um, in the community at large But is not really focused on in the heterosexual community at any rate and we would like to know what you think so during the show you can text us at 0427 joy 949 you can facebook us at femme fatale. you can use the smartphone joy app you can email us at femme fatale at joy.org.au tell us what you think your experiences or, or things that you think need to be talked about more you're listening to femme fatale on joy 94.9
1: Good evening, you're listening to Femme Fatale on Joy 94.9 with Kat and Gemma. We just heard Baby Teeth by Betty Blackman and Bankrupt Emotionally by Maloka. We're trying to keep the vibe going tonight because we're talking about some pretty heavy things and in light of the last, um, the ad about Transgender Remembrance Day, we are trying to shed some light on sexual diversity and gender queerness in our community and at large and try and break down some of the barriers to awareness that we have about
0: these particular groups and we want to know what you think as well so you can contact us during the show and let us know um you can text us at 0427 joy 949 you can facebook us at femme fatale you can use the smartphone app or you can email us at femme fatale at joy.org.au now i guess one of the main questions that the sort of bandied about out there um, is whether or not sexuality and gender um, are biological or social constructs um, or whether so whether it's one or the other, whether it's a mixture of both of those. Um, what do you think, Gem? Um, I think thoughts? it's a
1: controversial topic. I don't think there's an answer to the question, but I think we all have a different understanding of that based on our experience.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but of course our experience is informed by social and biological that, process as well
1: that's exactly right and i think the most kind of influential um out of the two biological versus social is social because our our concept of constructs the gen- gender and sexuality constructs come from from society and they're imparted upon us from the time we can read right here listen speak watch tv news and
0: yeah of course and yeah. it's um Obviously, it's it's impacting upon you before you probably even have the critical powers to think about it um, reflectively. But if I go back as far as I can possibly remember, um, I don't remember being particularly earth-shatteringly moved by biological difference in any way. Uh, It's not something that I... I mean, I, I noted it. I remember noting it. I've got two older brothers. But that didn't seem to be to really mean anything to me when I was little what did actually matter to me was when I noticed that girls and boys got treated differently and I remember even as a very small child um, understanding like discussing it with my mother um, why do girls and boys get treated differently um, and having it explained to me um, and not and even though I knew that there was some kind of biological link, and I knew what the biological differences were, could not for a second work out how that could possibly lead to this social difference. Like, I completely got the fact that my brothers had a penis and that I had a vagina. But I remember even as a really small child saying, well, what difference does that make? that means that boys get to be in charge and girls do the dishes. <laughs> and I don't remember having that, you know. I mean, my house is very, was very gender um, equal um, in terms of, um, you know, who was considered, who, who did what and labour and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I was really shocked once I got out of the home and went into school to see how much bias and stuff there was. And I really just couldn't understand how it worked. And what a penis and a vagina could possibly have to do with that.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Well, I think...
0: Which, sorry, but the point being, I, it feels to me like it's more of a social construct than yeah. it is a biological I believe construct.
1: gender is a, is a social... The concept of gender is a social construct. But there are biological factors. I mean, some people have the experience of growing up with the genitalia of their gender, but don't identify with their gender whatever that means. And I think that the they don't identify with, whether they don't identify with the social construct of their gender or whether they just don't feel connected to their bodies, we don't know because that's not within our realm of experience. But it would be really interesting
0: And I'm sure that that to know. is experienced both ways by different people. Definitely.
1: Um, one of the other things we wanted to talk about, which I think is, is not talked about enough, is that when we come out... Um, as gay, lesbian, queer, bisexual, trans, we something happens in our minds that releases our power to change the way we represent ourselves to the world, I think. And I think a lot of people I've spoken to have had the experience of coming out in their community and then suddenly feeling really differently about their gender. For example, straight men who've gone through their entire adolescence trying to look as straight as possible and dress and behave in a very masculine way Mm -hmm. and coming out and suddenly embracing the feminine and embracing their, you know, want to be manicured and, you know, and some men that don't when they come out. They don't change at all. They they feel really comfortable in their masculinity. I think it's a really interesting process that we go through. Um, Before I really came out as same-sex attracted, I was very I dressed very masculinely. I didn't want um to be attractive to the opposite sex, and so I dressed like a boy. And when I came out finally, I was much more comfortable in my femininity, which is a really Well, I had
0: exactly the same experience which, yeah, which was that I, I I the way that I performed my gender um was very androgynous until I was really comfortable with my sexuality, and then I became more comfortable with expressing my femininity. But I certainly – that was a really long road for mm. me. Yeah, yeah, I, I felt much more comfortable being androgynous when I was in the closet. Um, and then when I was out of the closet, um, I felt like I wanted to be girlier, I, which I remember thinking was really weird yeah. at the time. I think it is weird, but more
1: and more people I'm talking to are having that experience. And it happens similarly in in the gay male world that a lot of men – Come out and realize, oh, I don't have to be that femme. I can stay masculine and still be out, and and that vice well, versa. Exactly.
0: I mean, and these are things that you, as you say, like you, you learn them from talking to other people in the community and things that aren't immediately obvious. I mean, the world is is very heterosexist, um, and so we think that there's heterosexual, and then there's the other, mm. and we we're not at at all brought up to think that once you're in the other realm that there might actually be a lot of difference in within that as yeah. well so yeah it was very surprising to me that I didn't you know want to cut all my hair off and yeah and you know wear flannelette shirts
1: yeah but I think uh, the important point is that we all experience gender performance in varying degrees in our lives and all feel really differently about how we identify and connect to our own gender um, and trans people also again have a really really different experience and that's the one we're trying to shed some light on but I think to more to the point is that as human beings we all experience the need or the want to subvert or um, our our understanding of gender yeah. Uh, we're going to go to a track, but we want to hear what you think on this topic. You can text text in at 0427 JOY949. You can Facebook us at Femme Fatale and comment on our status. Or you can download the free smartphone JOY app where you can also stream live our show at 8 o'clock on Mondays. You're listening to Femme Fatale at JOY94.9. Good evening. You're listening to Femme Fatale and JOY94.9. We just heard Chasing Dragons by Gemma Haynes. A really, really lovely track you should check Is she Australian? I think so. Yeah, I'm She's really sure. good. Yeah, amazing. Really, really beautiful, soulful writing. Tonight on the show, we have talking about gender and sexuality constructs, biological versus socially constructed. We've also been talking about trans issues um, in light of that and in light of the Transgender Remembrance Day hosted in Melbourne tomorrow. Um, in this section, we want to get into the nitty-gritty of... Well, the, the male-female same-sex attracted heterosexual constructs yep. and and what we think of those and, and how, how are they causing trouble in grey areas in our community?
0: Well, there just are so many grey areas. I mean, if you, you take a cursory look at the literature or, I mean, even what we were taught when we were growing up, for example, um, it seemed, you know, pretty obvious. There's men and there's women and... Then there's people that are same sex attracted. Um, if you even knew that as a child growing up, <laughs> uh, people that are same sex attracted, and you know, generally speaking, people who are opposite sex attracted, and they seem to form, you know, like the, that the norm. seems yeah, that seems kind of inclusive. Like you've yeah. got men, you've got women, you've got same sex attracted, you've got opposite sex attracted. Doesn't that cover everyone? Mm. Um, but it turns out, no, no, it doesn't, no. really doesn't As soon as everyone. you throw
1: trans- transgender issues into the mix, everything gets hazy and everything gets grey. And it's just, you know, we just have to note that as soon as a group or a minority steps outside of those four norms, male, female, same-sex attracted or opposite-sex attracted, the mental health repercussions are huge because... Of the, the the issues that they face in their everyday lives, not being a part of some this or that prescribed norm, which is really sad.
0: Yes, I mean you've got not only got alienation to deal with, but discrimination and bigotry and bias and all sorts of horrible things. Yep. I imagine.
1: And phobia and rejection, violence, bullying.
0: So, all right. Um, there's a lot of different theories out there when it comes to sexuality. Um, so there is the theory that people um, are either same-sex attracted or opposite-sex attracted, yes. right? So that, okay, so let's use me, for example.
1: I love using you as an example. <laughs> Go. Uh, so
0: I seem to be op- um, same-sex attracted, right? Seem to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, according to society, yes. I am same-sex attracted. And
1: you identify as same-sex I do.
0: So if, however, I stopped identifying as a as a woman this would cause a problem this would cause a problem wouldn't it For in, your ter- in terms of all the identifying the labels that yes, apply labels. to me not just th- that I would change my label from this is as far as society is concerned that I would change my label from female to male um, but that you would suddenly be straight but but would I this is the thing like if I would I, if I remained attracted to women then I would be a straight man, mm. according to society, if they accepted me as a man, um, but then it's not clear in terms of research and people's lived experiences whether or not my attraction would change as well. Mm. Because if there is, if it's mm. possible that you are either same or opposite sex attracted, it follows that you know it's possible that if I strongly identified or completely identified with being male that my attraction might change
1: but it's also the point that, i mean this is the main point of our conversation is that when if gender are gender and sexuality intrinsically linked as you're suggesting and affected by biologic bio, biology and social constructs or are they completely separate so um, there's some new... I, I heard these um, identifying terms for the first time the other day. I was sitting in my lounge room and I with my mother and her partner and um, her partner's son and his partner. And um, it's a very queer-friendly friendly household and we got into an LGBTIQ heated conversation. And for the first time I heard the, the terms gynosexual and androsexual. Yep. And kind of the idea is that even if someone's gender doesn't change their sexuality... Is their sexuality, and it doesn't necessarily change based
0: on what their what gender, gen- what, what your own personal gender yes, is. Exactly.
1: Okay. So, so a, yeah. yeah.
0: What, what's what's a, was it? Gynosexual. A
1: gynosexual is attracted to women, regardless of their gender. So, regardless may, of
0: their own gender. Regardless mm-hmm. of their
1: gender. Yep. Their own gender. Yep. So they may go through the majority of their life as a woman, and later decide to trans, mm-hmm. F to M. But I have always and and will continue to be attracted to women. So instead of using terms that exclude these people, the term gynosexual is far more broad and liberating. But then it goes to discluding people like bisexuals who aren't just solely attracted to women.
0: Uh, And also people whose sexuality is fluid throughout their lives. They might start off being attracted to women and end up being attracted to men or float... In between the two, forever, who knows? Hmm.
1: And the androsexual being the opposite side of the spectrum, where someone, a person, is attracted to males, regardless of their gender.
0: Right. So do you think that these are helpful terms?
1: I think they're helpful in in the trans community, and to our understand and helps my understanding, if someone identifies as gynosexual or androsexual, you understand regardless of knowing how they identify. In gender, as to how they identify sexually. I think that is helpful. But I think no matter what terms we apply anywhere in our community, someone is going to be excluded. And in our efforts to include, we're doing the best we can, but we're always going to exclude someone or some part. There's
0: always going to be someone that doesn't fit that formula.
1: That's exactly right. And which is why the queer label umbrella is just becoming more and more popular amidst our own community and, you know, the lesbian community definitely are hearing it more and more but um in the community at large definitely it's a pretty heated topic
0: yeah there's a lot of alphabet already I know um, but
1: we're all trying to understand and we're all trying to grapple with the terms and you know I think people are moving out of their fixed mentality as to what it is and isn't and, and all that kind of thing and we're trying to
0: be inclusive grow
1: our understanding yep. I think that's the most important part. Um a little word on trans for those of you who I mean we are talking about it a lot this evening. Um just by loose definition, um trans as a as a general term is used to capture the experience of being gender variant in behavior and preference, including social or legal gender change or transformation, which is pretty interesting. Um we're going to try and shed some light on some mental health statistics and talk a little bit about Remembrance Day. Um, transgender versus transsexual yeah what's the difference um we i was just reading about this this afternoon and it's kind of loosely flowing out of my brain but i think it's really important to talk about transgender are people who are of a gender and identify as Choose to identify in their lives mm-hmm. as different, so F to M or M to F.
0: So they they do not change their agen- gender identity from the one that they were biologically assigned. Is that what you say? Yes, but yep. they
1: do not necessarily seek gender reassignment at all. They may made- surgery. Yes, exactly. Um, transsexuals are people who seek and then undergo gender reassignment surgery. Um, that's all we've got time for in this section we're going to listen to some tracks, we want to hear what you think and after this break we're going to talk a lot more about trans mental health, it's a pretty heated topic and we want to know what you think so you can text in at 0427 JOY949, you're listening to Femme Fatale Good evening, you're listening to Femme Fatale on 94.9 with Kat and Gemma. We've had a really interesting show tonight and thank you all for joining us. To close it out, we're going to talk a little bit more about um, transgendered people and the issues and challenges that they face in a life of queer diversity. Um, first, I want to thank Paul from Sydney for writing in. Um, he said, I use developmental psychology in my work and there's no real answer about the in brackets, biological versus social. So I'd say you're both right, meaning it depends on the person. As for me, I didn't grow up around other gay people, just always knew I was different. Then one day in Sydney, I saw two guys holding hands and it all fell into place. <laughs> it was beautiful. Hmm. Which is a really nice story and thank you for sharing that with us. And that's why we wanted to share it with the world at large. Um, in light of Transgender Remembrance Day, which is tomorrow, November 20, I'm sure we all know someone who's transgender. I'm sure we all have stories um, and we've all gone on the journey with people who have made the the change and and experience their trials and tribulations if you do know someone who has lost their life or who has suffered because of you know transphobia or whatever it may be we would love you tomorrow to post on our femme fatale facebook page and tell us your story so that in an effort to share them with the world and kind of generate some more awareness around what can actually happen if we don't keep working to break down the barriers that create and isolate these people from from our community and from the community at large. And I think it's our job to champion their their stories. So please jump on our Facebook page and tell us the stories, your stories.
0: So let's talk a little bit about um, some of the issues that are faced in the community. Um, I think there were some stats you wanted to bring there up. There
1: is some stats. And look, the, the thing about all the research that we've been doing um, and constantly doing because we trans... Transitions come up in, in a lot of our shows um, is that there's no research. There's no. Um, or at least,
0: uh, even the research that there is, a lot of it is pretty unreliable.
1: Yeah. Um, the, the only government really out there that's doing current active research is the UK, which is amazing. I don't know why, but they seem to be the forerunners in research um, at the moment. Um we're not there's not inclusive data from the census it's not collected um in the 2006 census census there were only options of choosing androgyny or intersex um intersexuality on the census there wasn't a trans option all oh, right which is how are we ever going to collect any data unless we change the
0: census um so there was male female androgynous and intersex yeah right
1: um a, a survey of 872 trans people this is in the UK found that 34% had considered suicide the current suicide rates of trans in Australia is around 25% that's either attempting or succeeding awful. which is absolutely devastating now i think we can all understand some of the reasons that this might happen or might occur but there are different challenges that trans people face in the community that we that are even outside our experience um trans people are more likely to experience unemployment poverty and homelessness for a variety of reasons um there can be a lack of understanding from community Mm. from employers from medical practitioners them not being able to get the right medical help that they need from their families from religious communities um a lot of them have difficulty returning to work after making a a trans change Um, they face rejection from their partners from their families, from their religions, from community they experience um, transphobia and the the, um, the incidence of violence and bullying in the trans community is almost double of that in just the gay and lesbian community so they've got a lot of challenges to face. Now the other really interesting thing is that there's a lot more research around um, M to F trans. Yeah. And the, what if all the social workers are reporting, and they don't have the data to back this up because they don't, there's no, no, you know, um, quantitative research happening, mm-hmm. is that there are far more F to M trans going on and a lot less support. In, in the, in so you're times. saying
0: like anecdotal evidence from people that work in the field? yeah we're
1: talking about social work reporting and and that kind of thing is showing that there's a lot more F to M issues going on and a lot more of that in tr- in the trans community than people realise. Right. But all of the research is as is, is mounted around M to F.
0: Yeah, so, so that's where the funding is. There's, there's at the moment. an even
1: further great like you know gap in us actually bridging these.
0: Which is well it's really hard to identify issues if there's no research yeah. and the and the research has to be well conducted which implies a certain level of understanding to start with um, if the data is even going to be useful yeah. so i mean it's it's starting to happen i mean there is some research out there um, and you know you can only hope that the quality of that research gets better and better we
1: just want and to, the quantity, yeah. We just want to encourage anyone who is struggling with issues or experiences such as these, or knows someone who is and has no idea what to do. Our suggestion here at Joy is to call Lifeline on one three double one one four and make a connection, and they can put you through to the right community support in your area um, and guide you in the right direction to get some
0: help because you don't have to live that way. And we're just about out of time, but um, I think it's worth mentioning before we go that um, so there's a Trans Day of Remembrance. This is an international day as well, um, and countries, kind of, and cities decide when they're going to hold it. It's it's always in November, um, and tomorrow uh, Melbourne is hosting a Trans Day of Remembrance, um, and the event is between three and eight p.m. At the Y Gender Trans Youth so- uh, Social Support Group, there's access to a room. There will be a candlelight vigil. Um, there'll be soft music and a calming atmosphere, and food and drink is provided for free. Um, so, if you are interested in attending that, please RSVP to m dot rogers at ygender. That's the letter, the letter Y then the word gender, no gap dot com. Um, the room is open from 3 to 8, um, and again, it's tomorrow. And it's in Carlton. It's at 177 Drummond Street, Carlton, at Drummond Street Services.
1: We can post all those details on our Femme Fatale Facebook page. Um, but we are running out of time. Thank you to all the people that text in and told us their stories, and we haven't had a chance to share them. Um, thank you for letting us know. We really do, again, encourage you to post your stories um, on our Facebook page tomorrow on Remembrance Day because we would really like to support the community. You have been listening to Fem Vital at Join 94.9. Coming up next, we've got Amy Bastow with Kiss My Arts <laughs> and the Take You Out track is Endless Summer by the Jazz Bells. Good night.
0: JOY 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support JOY 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another JOY podcast, brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, JOY. Help us keep JOY on air. Head to joy.org.au. JOY, a diverse sound for a diverse community.